This is CliffCentral.com. Future CEOs on CliffCentral.com. Welcome to Future CEOs, or welcome back to Future CEOs. What a great conversation we just had with um, some of our co-presenters here on Cliff Central. We were speaking about the the impatient entrepreneur, and I think we're going to find a nice dovetail um, as we go through the conversation that we're about to have. Um, let me just quickly remind you what this is all about. If you are a young up-and-coming entrepreneur who wants to really fast-track their business, but then also learn how to how to run that business the best possible way you can, or alternatively, maybe you are this individual who is sitting in a career and you want to fast-track it. You want to, you want to get it moving so that you can take occupancy of that corner office. Well, then this is the show for you. In short, are you a future CEO? If you say yes, well, you might, you should and always be listening, uh, and you can download our podcast on cliffcentral.com. There's a there's over 200 episodes there. Um, we've got we always bring some of the best guests um, into studio here to teach us, to help us, um, to uh, to really guide us, and we learn a lot in studio. And we hope you also are learning as you are listening. Let's get into this conversation. Career strategist. That that that's your title, right? That absolutely is my title, Gareth, yes. Uh, we, we were speaking off <laughs> air a little bit about how you came to claim that. L- let's get there uh, as we uh, progress through the conversation. Sure. But just please introduce who you are, Miss Career Strategist, <laughs> and a little bit of background as well. Uh, please, over to you. And normally at this point, Gareth said, do you have four hours and a bottle of red wine, though? Ah. Because it's quite a story. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll, go, we'll go with the short version. And unfortunately, I don't have any wine either. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, um, thank you for having me. It's great to be here. I'll definitely give you the short version. So, yeah, I'm Lisa Dewing, career strategist. And the inspiration of being a career strategist came to me out of my own frustrations in my own career. Which is always the best way ideas should come to you, I think. Yeah, you know, you sort of, I, I teach from the experiences that I've had. Mm. But just to almost sort of start at the beginning, and I think this will be beneficial and useful to listeners is that I was fortunate enough to have parents who encouraged me to go to university and get a degree. Mm. They didn't dictate or prescribe what I should study. So I did the most intelligent thing that any university student would do, and I chose to do the funnest thing, which was drama honors. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> so off I went, you know, I was charged with a, ended up with a drama honors degree in my backpack and did the typical Antipodean thing and traveled around the world and really had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to do something important. I knew I wanted to do something significant, and I wanted to do it in South Africa, but what that looked like there was absolutely no picture to me mm. and then in the sort of the late 90s turn you know near sort of close to 2000s the way of getting a job was that you'd go and register with a bunch of recruitment companies because recruitment companies were very prolific and they would be the people that you could get a job from they weren't really career websites online or companies that had career websites okay so so, um, so it was almost our perception of what uh, a recruitment organizational company is today is different to what you were experiencing. Hugely different. Maybe Hugely even different. then why you went there. Well, why I went there was that was the only avenue to me to go and find work. Mm. So I went and registered with three or four different big recruitment companies that existed at the time. And every single one of them said to me, would you like to come and work for us? It was because I had a degree. I could obviously talk to people, but I had no clue of what I wanted to do. So Mm. I don't think they really knew which file to put me in. I wasn't in finance. I wasn't in sales. I wasn't in marketing. So why did you come and consult? And by the end of the week, I kind of thought, well, maybe there's something in this. Okay. So I felt as if my, you know, in a way, my recruiting career found me rather than me finding it which is which is quite a nice thing actually isn't it um 
perhaps so, but just dovetailing on the conversation you had earlier with those two amazing, those amazing guys was that there always has to be a plan. Well, there wasn't really a plan in my case, Mm. but then who does know what they want to do when they've come out of university? Mm. I mean, how many of us necessarily are able to say definitely? So anyway, what really developed was I found um, an interesting path within recruiting. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the diversity. I enjoyed that it was a different day every job, a different job every day. And I enjoyed the fact that there was obviously a good sort of reward versus, you know, input of time and sure. so forth. Um, but what I felt was that I wasn't really in a career that I had chosen. Mm. So I really over the 20 years and I, I then had a 20 year career of staying within recruitment. And, and let's not just, let's not downplay that career. You were international. You were flying all over the world d- doing different assignments. Yes. Is that correct? Yes. Yes and no. But what it wasn't necessary with the same company. Sure. I felt that I need, I kept exiting to go and try something else. Okay. So the exits were always very small and the trying something else was always a little pocket or a little project. And then I would end up coming back to recruiting. Ah. I was very lucky, though, that I, end, I, I worked with amazing people who became mentors to me, mm. who I learned from, you know, or, or from their experience. That was phenomenal. Um, but it got to the point where, yes, I had achieved a certain level of success within the recruiting world in terms of what that success looks like. But the reason why I exited was because I was in a place of not feeling as if I was doing anything significant. I was successful, but I wasn't successful for myself. Yeah, My you, weren't, pic- you weren't making I- impact, but uh, uh, maybe that's too far, isn't it? You weren't feeling it. Can yeah. we, is that the beginning point of it? Of, Absolutely. dissatisfaction? And it's, it's critical to note that that beginning point of that dissatisfaction came at a time where age-wise, emotional intelligence-wise, and so forth, I had experienced and seen enough of what it was that I was in mm. in terms of being able to identify that this is not what I wanted to be in forever. Sure. So I then chose to leave the recruiting industry really with, an in, with full intention of turning my back on it. But there's a saying, and I shared it with Roy Clark yesterday at LeaderX. We were laughing about it once in recruiting, always in recruiting. And I think it's because a certain successful type of recruiter enjoys the diversity, enjoys the everything that, that it holds. It but is quite dynamic. I mean, there's always someone new. There's always something different, right? Yeah, mm. yeah. So I, 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 I left with every intention of turning my back on it to – reinvent myself and look at something else. And in a a two and a half or one and a half to sort of two year period, I actually career strategized myself, career Uh, strategized myself, mm, mm. where I looked very closely at what I was skilled at doing, but what my talents were. And I, I, as you know, I talk quite a lot about yesterday in the panel discussion that came out, you, you separate talent and skill. Absolutely. Skill is what you've learned, what you, what you've acquired, what you can do. What you can still learn as well in the future. Absolutely. So it's not not a past thing. It's it's, it's not a, a finite thing. It continues to grow. You continue to draw, you know, um, acquire more skills. Mm. Talent, however, is what's inherent, what's part of you, what's deep inside. So I looked at what those things were and I also looked at what I knew I could do, what connections I had, and what I enjoyed doing most. And that's really the sort of the skills and the talent box. And then that's how the career strategy process was born mm. out of experience of moving in that direction. And, and I, you know, a defining moment for me was sitting on a beautiful beach in Cape Town and looking out across the sea and the 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 term career strategist just came to me because it felt right. It felt as if it was 
career strategist is teaching somebody from my experience. It's not coaching or qualified. It's teaching someone someone about a strategy that I myself have gone through. So, so you didn't see it somewhere and decide I'm going to mimic this. Uh, it, it just it, it it felt it aligned with who you were. Absolutely, and I, and I like that. I like this idea of exploring to a point where things begin to align. I, I, I don't think many enough of us ask questions over and over and over again enough to get real alignment. Is that something you can agree with from a career perspective? Yes, yes. And I think that's often what creates the disconnect for people in their careers is perhaps they've been on a path or they've been talking too much to the skills part of their work mm. and not the talent part of their work and not looking at what's important for them in what's a higher sense rather than just in an immediate need sense. Uh, no, I like that. Uh, thank you for adding that that um, differentiation. The The... I wanted to ask, what's the difference between passion and talent in this in this particular conversation? Because it sounds like they could be almost defined similarly by certain people, yes. um, given what your definition of talent is. Yes. So I have a problematic relationship with passion, with the mm. word passion, because uh, yeah. it's it's one that I actually use in defining what I do. Mm. I work with emerging and, you know, established and emerging leaders for purpose, passion and position. Mm. But the pressure of having to discover what your passion is 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 sometimes far too big for anyone to bear. And mm. to, you know, how, Great how, point. how do I figure out what my passion is? I'm frustrated. I'm unhappy. And I mean, everyone's talking about it. Like, and it's such I a do buzzword. What I'm yeah, yeah, follow your passion. Yeah, well, I, like I don't even know what I like, let alone my passion. I mm. mean, come on. So what I teach is that you've got to come back to what interests you. Mm. And if you can follow what interests you, you're going to discover your passion. And by discovering that passion, you're going to unearth your talents. Mm. So yes, passion's this word that we can bandy about, but ultimately it's this bigger sense of what you will do irrespective of money, time, or anything else. It's because it's who you are and it's what you love doing. I, I like trying to, to define what things are. And so uh, something that I've, I've used uh, occasionally for passion is it's just a driving force. Yeah. It's a driving force of action. Yeah. Uh, and maybe that's too simplistic. But, uh, I mean, a passion will drive you to explore different things. It will drive you in a particular kind of direction, no matter what obstacles come along. Yeah. Uh, uh, if we have to define it that way, then I can see the difference between talent and then passion. Yeah. Um, okay, so the, the, we, we, along this journey that is you here, <laughs> uh, talk to uh, – you, you spoke about it off air. We were having yeah. a conversation. <laughs> the, the Terminology. The, the terminology, exactly. Okay, so it, it – as I said, it was the sense and this feeling that career strategist was the experience. It came from that was the experience that I brought myself through. So this was an actual title that I could then project and, and create into helping other people. Mm. So in owning the title career strategist, when I say owning it, just using it, I mean, I don't own it, but there really wasn't any career don't, don't strategist. Say, no, don't say that on air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we on air, no. <laughs> Um, there, there weren't other career strategists in the country. And what I've found to be really interesting is that having a career strategy is really an important part of any career pathing, career changing, career pivoting, career coaching element. Mm. But in terms of my online profile, I've really projected Lisa doing career strategist. Mm. Those words, you know, they all are synonymous with themselves. Mm. And it, it's, it's an interesting journey to see that. Anybody who talks about career strategy 
Well, aren't they? So. They're talking about you. <laughs> no, but I mean, that, that, what a, what a, a, I mean, I, I think people that are listening mustn't just hear what we're saying. That we must hear what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. Is that you've you've owned the space. You've positioned yourself in a certain kind of way. There's a there's a, a, a branding here that you now can own. Why? Because you put you put everything so closely together. It's very nice. Well, thank you for for saying that I own the space, but I'm. I don't potentially. Re- poten- I don't own the space because I learn every day from mm. people, and the essence and the value of the work that I like to take that that I take people through is uniquely identified to what their particular need is. Well, let, let's talk about this because yeah. you were just saying you were dissatisfied, but then people who might be listening say, "Well, actually, you're still just a recruiter if they're not understanding what you're doing." Let, let's go to where where what you actually started connecting with this idea of being a career strategist and what that then did for you. So, uh, one of the biggest frustrations for me in the recruiting world circa 2012ish was that a lot of I felt as if a lot of fear had entered into the um, the decision making process. So, you know, wonderful clients were needing to make decisions based on the C V matched the job description mm, okay. rather than based on the potential. Mm. And I, I have a hugely problematic view of what CVs are now because really it's just a descript one job description after another. Mm. It's a you know, um, backward-viewed document rather than a future connect you to what you can do and what, yeah, your, what potentials your potentials are. Is, Absolutely. Yes, like so that was frustrating. So I used to spend a huge amount of time recreating people's CVs, which was not actually what we were getting paid for as recruiters. So mm. there was, you know, that issue was starting to develop. And the the decision around making a decision based on potential just didn't seem available to the amazing clients that I were working I was working with. Well, and like it's for it. a I number like of it. different reasons. I mean that's potentially another whole discussion in itself. Why mm. was that happening? Mm. And pressures on HR, you know, line management pressures, business pressures. There was just so many different dynamics coming on board with that. And really arguing with your clients who you're charging an inordinately high fee for is not a good business strategy. <laughs> it's just, and it's not a good sign. Yeah, It's I mean, not a good sign. There really then is a disconnect. Yeah. Okay. And, and so the disconnect was with me personally, but the disconnect was, al- was also with the way in which the actual industry of recruitment was, was operating. How, you know, what was going on? So what um, then gets you up every day? Um, maybe that's then what – is, what is your passion, your real passion My for doing what you My real passion do? Yeah. is to be able to help move people forward okay. in their careers. So you like to sit in front of someone and, and connect with them and then see the change happening. Yeah. Is, is that what uh, gives you a kick? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think it, it not only just gives me a kick, but it's – being able to mirror back to the individual the opportunity of potential and resources and options that are actually available to them. Because when people identify that they need a career strategy, it's not necessarily that they're in a bad place, but they're just not sure what they need to do next. Mm. And it feels overwhelming and it possibly also feels as if there isn't an option of where they need to go next. So what's so exciting for me is to be able to strategize and, and map out a path of multiple 
avenues and options for individuals. That's so, um, on your website, there is the option to have a free consultation with you. <laughs> let's pretend, and maybe we, we don't have enough time to really get into it, but let's pretend I am very dissatisfied with what I'm doing. Yeah. And I have seen your website, and, and it invites me to, in, to engage with you, and we have our first contact. What are, what are we actually doing there? Because what, what's the invitation? I know it's just a career strategy Q&A. Okay, so you can so sign up and book a time great. to have a career strategy Q&A. Who asks and the real questions? So I ask the real questions. Oh, do you? Okay. And before the Q&A is actually even booked, to just take a step back, I ask you to send me whatever documentation you have, your CV, LinkedIn profile, whatever you have, because I need to be able to get into your space. Mm. I can't just give you a strategy that just comes from general speaking. It has to be specific and it has to be something that can move you forward. And most of the people that do um, engage in that career strategy Q&A are clearly frustrated, clearly not quite sure what their next steps are, but also don't have insurmountable problems. It's simply a case of having someone else who has their vested interests at heart look at the situation from a different point of view. And what's mm. off, what, what, what is often the case, Gareth, I mean, think of it. If you wanted to make a move right now in your career, you could, what options would be available for you? And there are multiple, multiple options. There are many, many people who would offer potential work along the lines of what I do, but what I see more often is that most of that information might come from the person offering the advice and their need rather than the person needing the advice. Am I, yeah, am no, I actually no, speaking no, English? No, no, you're making sense. sense. No, it makes so, absolutely you know, if you were to sit with an, and I'm not knocking the recruiting business because I think it's a valuable necessity currently, but it needs to adapt and it needs to change. Mm. And focus patch. But slowly so that you can own the, own the space, right? <laughs> no, I'd, I'd love for the, the, the recruiting industry to change very rapidly oh, really? because okay. I've, I think it would be phenomenal. You're, for, so, for you're so frustrated with the dysfunction that's there. Okay. Well, I, you're putting words in my mouth, Gareth. I'm not so <laughs> <laughs> I have many wonderful friends who are recruiters and they're doing a great job, but a focus patch owner-manager recruiter who's in touch with their clients and knows exactly what's going on is a valuable asset and you mm. want to hold on to that person. Mm. But ultimately, their business model is to place you in a position. So they're looking for a square peg for a square hole. Then there's potentially a friend or a colleague who often we get advice from our friends and our colleagues over the Saturday afternoon, Brian, and that is the worst place to get advice from because you can get a whole hodgepodge of stuff coming in and it's never really with your best interest in mind. It might be with, we want to help you, but you know, the one thing about advice is it's the easiest thing to give because it's free and yep. we're all experts. We can all give advice on something. And again, as you've just, as you've rightly said, before you engage, you, you will try and get into yep. their space and, and, and into, into their history, into, into an understanding. Have you, have you avoided the pretend conversation we're going to have here no, oh, no oh, oh, it's just, just, i don't have your cv or linkedin profile ah, so you know okay, what advice okay. am i going um, just, just like, so what kind of questions should we be asking if we are feeling those feelings of dissatisfaction mm. and yesterday at leader x in one of the panels we asked about that we asked about career paths how many people are dissatisfied people put their hands up yeah and maybe half of the room put their hands up but the rest were in the room so they probably <laughs> didn't want to put their hands up. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so what kind of questions should we be asking ourselves? So just explain the question to me. So what kind of questions should we be asking ourselves? I'll, to I'll ask it this way. Yeah. So you said that you sat down with yourself and over a certain period, you career strategized yourself. Sure. What were you asking yourself? So I was identifying what my skills and my talents were. Okay. Firstly. How? How? 
how I was writing down all the things that I had learned that I knew that I could do. Okay. So from, you know, something as basic, you know, Excel spreadsheeting to whatever, whatever, you know, mm. all the actual skills. Okay. And in terms of talents, I was just writing out all the things that I loved to do mm. in the function of the recruiting world that I had been in. What did really brought me joy? What did I enjoy doing? And what would I do no matter what, you know, cons- consistently, whether there was money or whether there wasn't. So mm. that helped me unpack what my talents were. So the questions that you want to ask yourself is, Firstly, have an awareness of you have a skill set and you have a ta- you have a set of talents. Understand those and identify them. And a job or a career for me should really be a marry of both of those, mm. a 50% balance, not all or nothing. And often when you have a disconnect in your career, it's because the thing that's inherently inside of you, who you are, your talent, your your blueprint to your destiny, none of that is being utilized. Yeah, you've, you've taken perhaps a degree and you've gone full right technical because of your degree, but that's left some part of you behind. Yeah. And you can't help but want that part to come out. That's exactly. What th- that's what I think I'm hearing. So I think if you can ask yourself those questions, and you can, you can Talk yourself through that. You can just sit down, write out, you know, a piece of paper. Maybe the talent is stuff that you enjoy doing and it's so far removed from actual work. It's like ballroom dancing or or learning how to speak French or it's things that are completely different. But still include those, write those things down because out of that comes interests, out of that comes passion. Well, that's where you come in because you you can look at someone that says, oh, well, I can speak French. Oh, I like learning a new language, um, but um, I don't think that that's necessarily a talent. And you can say, well, actually, it is a talent. You've got a knack for picking up on languages. Maybe you can be a translator. Yeah. I mean, I'm just um, – As an example, simpli- absolutely. Simplifying it, I'm sure, yeah. or uh, it's too simple. Um, but that, that's where you come in, yes? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And then the next question that you'd want to ask yourself is – in an ideal scenario, what type of organization value, what's important to you? So is it an organization that makes responsible decisions? Is it an organization that develops people? Is it an organization that only focuses on the bottom line? Some people are just motivated. You know, what type of ingredients of an organization would suit you? So that's where, I mean, a lot of the conversations yesterday at LeaderX were about finding a company that matches your value system. Now, that's all well and good, but if you don't know what your own value system is, how are you going to be able to find a company? And how do you know what the company's value system is? So who, I found that conversation a little bit problematic, I have who, to say. Who was that? Uh, I think it was Alan Notcraig Jr. I think, <laughs> I think it was him. He came onto the show and he said, listen, go and sit on the beach for a week by yourself, write stuff down. Uh, and then figure out who you are. Ask lots of questions. Maybe maybe it's a good idea. Maybe it isn't. I think you also said if you've got a family, go on holiday with your family and ask the real questions. Find out who you really are. I like that. You must you must find a beginning point. Mm. And too many of us, our beginning point is is not the beginning point. Actually, it's not who we are, as yeah. you rightly said. Yeah. Um, just just before we because we are running out of time, I just want to ask this question yeah. because I, it's it's so interesting. So, sometimes. When you say career, people look down on that because, Mm. of course, there's these other vogue things to do at the moment or these vogue terms, entrepreneurship and so on. Mm. Um, But isn't entrepreneurship actually a career? Well, you should be running your career with the mindset of an entrepreneur. Mm. So you should be managing your career as if it were a company. Okay, so you've even taken it a little bit further. A little bit further. And and let's just define career and job. Job Mm. is a uh, a relevant, valuable thing, but it's a a thing to get you from point A to point B. Mm. Put, you know, food on the table, pay the bills, gain your experience and so forth. A career is a much bigger thing. It's living, it's breathing. Well, it's a combination of those jobs. A career could be something that you build outside of your job that then becomes a career. So a career is a completely bigger, organic 
mosaic of <laughs> experiences. Yeah. A job is what we need to move us forward. Not all of us have the luxury. Thank you, with all due respect, Alan or Craig, to sit on a beach for two weeks and just think. That would mm. be great. Some of us actually have to work nine to five, and then what? Might, you know, what energy do we have left over mm. to figure out what? What our career is, so um, it is an emotional thing, and that's what I've just heard you say. Actually, I mean, you do have to reach deep inside. You do have to have energy to, in order to do this. And again, I think that's where the, a career strategist might be most valuable because they take a lot of that burden off you, um, take a lot of that energy on, and, and take it on for you as well. And absolutely, thank you for mentioning that because the most important thing about any career strategy process is learning how to develop muscles that you don't normally have. Mm. And we've never been taught how to find work. And the way that we've found work, work in the past is not serving us currently now. So career strategy is really about identifying and developing muscles to equip people to be able to do what they need to do to identify their phenomenal, authentic careers. Fantastic. Do you have a phenomenal, authentic career? If the answer to that is, mm, I'm not sure about that, well, then where do they find you? Career strategist.ca.za. Thank you very much for a fascinating <laughs> conversation. Thank you for sharing your journey and being a little vulnerable. It's not always nice to share some of the questions that we have to ask, but thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you, Gareth. It's been an absolute pleasure. All right, guys. We are going to be back with some great content, same time, same place next week. Then I must warn all of you that we will also be changing time slots from the 1st of September. We'll be moving to 1 p.m., but of course that's because the Touch Central is launching. What an exciting project, um, but we'll get a little bit more into that detail next week. For now, enjoy the rest of your week, enjoy your weekend, and we will see you then. Future CEOs on cliffcentral.com. This is cliffcentral.com.